With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Join us. Right here. Join us. Wow, here we go. Look at that. Here, Holly. You can share my blankie. Now you get the comfy headphones. Everybody, welcome back to this week's episode, part two of uh pros and cons yes and as you can see wonder dog is back with us and i'm still wearing as it's part two we shot this the same night uh the holly socks so, perfect so let's uh dig right on in holly's <laughs> pumped she's ready that that's a called a con holly that's the con that's not <laughs> don't the... leave us there we are okay okay morgan's getting dialed in yeah, you guys like started without me. I wasn't even ready. Oh, we're just so excited. I know. Yeah. These these um pros and cons list ones have like really stressed me out. These are very complex little problems. And the Patreon we just did. <sighs> well, the good thing about this is that the whole show really is about, you know, going to going to dad and ask him his thoughts. So yeah. we're giving you the thought, and then you guys typical of working with parents you give us your thoughts so yeah. it really works well yeah so there's no right or wrong it's just a thought yeah all right dig in okay <laughs> well also please don't forget press that subscribe button it really does help us and i want to see us really grow and get to where we can where we can get to so again subscribe and not just on YouTube, if you're listening on any audio platform, hit the subscribe there as well. And don't forget to put the B in subscribe. <laughs> yeah, and hit the little bell too. Love those notifications. Number one. Number one. Hi, Jerry. I just wanted to say that I love your podcast and I really think you can give me advice with my problem. Well, let's give it a shot. For context, I, 24 female, and my husband, 25 male, started our family two years ago and one year ago, we decided to move from Puerto Rico to Germany and start our lives together there. Most of our family lives in Puerto Rico or the States. So it was surprising for everyone when we told them that we were going to live in Germany. My husband is in the Air Force, so that's why we are here for not that long. They are constantly moving. The issue is that we recently had a vacation trip to Puerto Rico and the family was telling us that we should move to the States because it is easier for them to visit. I was feeling a bit nostalgic about that because I feel alone here and I used to be around my family and friends. And here I only have two or three friends, but I also love Germany. It's a really beautiful place to live. And the opportunity we have for traveling with the kids is also really nice. So my question is, what should I do about this? Should I listen to my family or should I stay a little bit longer here in Europe? My husband told me that the decision is going to be mine, but I know he wants to stay here. I also love living here, but I also think about my family and friends and I do not know what to do. Ideal outcome, making the right decision and also don't want to feel guilty about it. Additional info, I have two kids, a two-year-old and one eight months and they are the first grandchildren to both sides. Other thing is that my mother-in-law did visit us last Christmas and I think that my mom is going to visit this one. So it's not that I never have visits from family. Well, I'm going to uh, chime in with this one. And I'd really believe this, and that's even applies to you guys. Because one day you're going to be in the same situation. Do we live in the same city as dear old dad, or are we going to live apart? 
<clears throat> and have to do this long distance thing. The reality is this is you and your husband's life. And as much as parents, me too, want to be involved, it is really important that you guys do what's best for you and your family. And you have an opportunity to get culture and to see these different uh, values in the world. And when your kids come to the United States or Puerto Rico, because you're part of the United States still, that you're going to see all this different culture. And once you get this culture, it really helps bring them to be the best wine, if you want to call it that way, as possible. It gives them time to age and get all the different flavors into them and really become amazing people because they have this culture that they may not have got simply by living in the U.S. Europe does have, you know, a couple thousand years of culture. I mean, it's definitely there. There's history. And, you know, yeah, two, a two-year-old and an eight-month-old can't suck that history yet. But as they learn these languages, and they become multilingual because they're going to certainly know Spanish from Puerto Rico, they're going to know English because of being part of, you know, the English language. They might know German, so they're especially in Deutsch. They're going to know a little bit about possibility Italian and French. They're going to, this is all going to be part of their culture as they grow. And it'll be so important because these kids suck it up. They're when, little sponges. At this age, they learn languages like it's nothing. And our language ability of learning starts curtailing, I think, at like six or seven if we don't start taking it. It's young. I mean, it is young. It's really young. So, you know, you got to take all this in consideration. And certainly, you're, you know, you got to make sure that your parents can come visit you. And I'm, I'm hoping that you know, there are certain programs that gets parents to come back to, uh, to, the, to the Air Force Base and be able to visit their family on visits. Yeah, that would be important. And I would not want to see that your grandparents denied to know the grandchildren. That's also very important. So again, I, I'm glad your husband said this is your decision and you get to do what you want. He's glad to go along whatever you want to do. But you have something in, I sense something in you is not ready to leave quite yet. So if you're not ready to leave, you don't have to leave. You know, just, but also take, uh, take in consideration your uh, your family's desire to know their grandchildren and wanted to spend more time, and you guys can figure that one out as you're as you're working through this. But uh, you got a long life ahead of you, and you have many many years of watching these kids grow, and and there you have some fundamentals that they can suck in with these languages, and I find that really be important. Oh my God, yeah, we were we were talking about that, or I was talking about that maybe with you when we went and got our pedicures the other day. But I was saying, I wish that I would have gone to some sort of language immersion school instead of, you know, what I did growing up because learning a language is so, oh, I'm just so envious of people that are fluent in two languages, three mm -hmm. languages, four or five. I mean, it's incredible. And so- And we had this conversation? Yeah, we were talking about it a little bit because I, I think at the nail salon when we got our pedicures, I was like- um if when, you know, I have kids, I'd love to send them to a language immersion school where they're automatically getting taught. Apparently, I didn't pay attention that day because no, I don't remember this yeah, conversation. this was at the nail salon down the street. I, I don't remember this conversation yeah, at all. Because you were asking, <laughs> you were asking the lady that was doing your feet what language she spoke. And she said Viet, uh, Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. So you were like, oh, I only speak English. Like, I'm dumb. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you are dumb because you only know one language. And so <laughs> I just think it's. It's so incredible. Like I hear your story and I'm like, do you want to adopt Justin and me so we can come live in Germany? Like how, how many languages do you speak? Me? Yeah. One. I speak uh Deutsch. Ich spreche in Deutsch. Ja, wir sind das und Ruben, das ist ein Feind von mir. Da. That was that was German one by the way and I did both parts. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this one? What are your thoughts, Justin? Uh, My oh, I did want to say you can always move home. It's so easy to move home. So let it just let it come naturally. Don't don't move ahead of time. I think that's the key. I think that's the key to this whole yeah. thing. Like, just stay for a while. Stay. The kids are super young, too. They're so young. The grandparents, they want the kids when they're fun, like kindergarten age, and they don't have to change their diapers. Like, you, you, you enjoy Germany. Truth. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, definitely pros and cons, but oh yeah, there's a lot of pros to saying. Oh yeah, um, and you can catch up on all that time when you get back. And I say, just mm-hmm. make the decision that you want to make, and don't be manipulated by people. Yeah. Well, and it's like as long as everyone's in good health, then you know, there's not like obviously life happens and unexpected things can occur with family members, but as long as everyone's in good health, like there's no rush to get home. People can continue to visit. You could also go back to the States or Puerto Rico and visit. I mean, there's so many different ways you could flip yeah. the coin on who goes back and forth and stuff. So I I would say soak up the culture and being able to travel. I mean, you can get flights from London to Germany for 35 bucks. Uh, it's just, you have such an opportunity to experience so much, so many amazing things. So I wouldn't be in a rush to get back. Yeah. There you go. What, what do we got next? Okay. Number two. Number two. Number two. Oh, by the way, dose. Amazing. That's Spanish. Well, uh, what's German? Uh, dry. Uh. Oh. Hello, everyone. I recently found out that I, 20 female, am pregnant. Woo! Parentheses, all caps, no coffee for eight months. I'm so sad. Fuck. I kind of have two small problems I need help with. The first is dealing with my boyfriend, 21 male. He's a great guy, but he is set on having me move in with his family, but his dad doesn't at all like me. I've tried to convince him that I'm okay living alone, but he's worried about something happening to me. The second one is a little more complex. I don't speak to my mom and have very little contact with my dad. I have eight siblings and only about two are in contact with me. I was always the unwanted kid, so my grandparents took me in when I was about five months and raised me. I'm just struggling on if I should reach out to my family and let them know that I'm pregnant. At the same time, my dad is creepy with girls, so I'm worried I'd be putting my baby in danger. There's a lot of other background stuff, but I hope this is enough detail. Thank you for helping me out. Ideal outcome. uh, Have a solution. That will hopefully be the best for my baby. I'm Mexican, so my family has a motto where no matter what, we all should stick together. Um, and let me know if you need any more details. Wow. There's a bunch of stuff here. I'm glad I, um, I actually heard this one twice. The first thing that, that you said is that you are glad to live by yourself. And you don't have to go move in with anybody. And the fact that you want to move in by yourself, I think is great. If he wants, if you're comfortable with him and you want a relationship with him, with the father that he can move in with you, that's great. You guys can do it on your own terms. You don't have to go to someone else's house. If you're not, that's not where you're comfortable. As far as involving your family and knowing that you're pregnant and you're now at the part of where you know, you're past the first trimester and you know, things are going well to bring all this emotion in your grandparents raised you. And your grandparents might be very frustrated if they find out that and hurt if you don't tell them because they're so close to you, because they did raise you. And that might be something that you have to make that determination on when and how to share that with them. Because having a baby is, you know, is, is, is amazing. It does all kinds of things for, for healthy families and for unhealthy families, yeah, there's drama that comes in with that. And I and I get that. So that all being said, process this really appropriately within your own thing about how you let your, you know, the people that are important to you in your family know that you're going to be going through this experience and you want them to know about it and you're excited about it and you'd like to include them in your excitement. Um, because I don't sense anywhere here that this is, uh, fear in your part, negativity. You are happy that you're pregnant. It seems, which I think is wonderful. I mean, you're going to have a, you get to go through the experience that I went through. Hell, (laughs) hell is what he went through. (laughs) Yeah. But they make you proud. They do. It's the most wonderful thing. And it's, it's, it's. This is a life-changing moment for you. So enjoy every aspect of this. And um, far as your father being a creepy guy and keeping your father, I got that because there was, you know, people in, you know, Morgan's family that I was worried about. 
And I never let people, I tried not to let anyone have her by themselves if I had any doubt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was there. So if you feel or sense any of that, you know, by all means, you make sure you protect your child by it at all costs. Absolutely. I, you know, there's an alarming, alarming statistic that most sexual assaults. Family. 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 Especially children. Family. It's it's family or someone you know that's close and it's not worth it. Don't leave your kids alone with people, even people you think you trust. Like, just watch out for your little kiddos because you're their advocate and all they have. And uh, I think to start, like, if you don't want to move in with your boyfriend's family, like, don't move in with your boyfriend's family. I know, I know me personally, I think that's what like really stood out to me as being like kind of the main issue here because like, yeah, maybe tell your grandparents if you're close with them, but otherwise like no one needs to really know. Just I'm, I'm really good with like info diets. I think kind of like less is more with like people sometimes. So you don't have to go out of your way to tell family you're not close with. But for me, the biggest issue that kind of stood out is like moving in with your boyfriend's family, especially because his dad doesn't like you. And even with people that do like you, like I'm going to use Justin's mom, for example, like Justin's mom is great. She makes staying with her comfortable. It's, you know, we do our own thing. It's kind of come and go as you please, but yet we have good times together. But at the same time, like I'm still a guest and I, as much as I love staying there, you can only be a guest in someone else's home for so long. And with a newborn, you're going to want your own space. You're going to want to be able to do what you want, when you want, how you want. And I'm sorry, you would have to drag me by my hair to get me to live with someone, especially someone that doesn't like me. So if your boyfriend wants to live with you because he's like concerned about something happening, like try to find a place that's affordable for you both and make that arrangement. But I definitely don't think you should be pressured into moving in with his family just for, because he's worried something's going to happen. That's, you know, shit happens all the time. I got one little addition. Okay. And then we're going to hand it to Justin. Okay. The one addition that I have is that if you feel any uh, um, problem and trepidation, including your family because of the emotional drain they might put upon you, I absolutely say that your pregnancy is the most important thing in your health. Don't invite issues if you know there's going to be an issue. Yeah. You know, your grandparents, I don't think there's an issue from at least the fact that you said that they raised you and I think you feel some kind of of love there. But whatever it is, don't put yourself in harm's way, especially during your pregnancy. Well, and there was the one comment too where it was like under the additional info where she said, um, like, I'm Mexican and like the family motto is like, no matter what happens, like your family. Mm -hmm. And I think that's bullshit. I think- a lot, a lot of cultures do that. A lot of, a lot of, you know, Finnish families did that. A lot of Jewish families did that with you, you know, your uncle that was creepy and molested his kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of a lot of people lived by that. Well, oh, well, they're family. Fuck them. Fuck them. If they're shitty family, they're not your family. Your chosen family is what's more important than fuck family you, if family isn't good for you you need to protect yourself that's is all exactly. i can exactly protect you protect your children that's what you're there for right now because that that's your job yeah and protect yourself absolutely i think we find a lot of stories write-ins people that are afraid to break kind of this preset tradition oh this is just the way it is this is how we've always done it this is like there's no other options. And I think we live in a world that's starting to challenge that kind of thinking, especially in the last couple of generations where you can be the first person to break that chain. And kind of, I'm using that saying from the last episode, just like it's probably the hardest to be the first person to kind of break that tradition, that mold that's been going on forever, but you can and things will still work out. And yeah, I mean, your child comes first and then comes your mental, physical happiness, well-being. And I think you just got to make the decision that's going to lead to that. 
And if you already know, I don't want to live in this house where this guy already doesn't like me, then don't. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is very hard again to break the tradition, especially when it's cultural, especially when it's within the family, but sometimes they need to be broken. A lot of pros and cons here. I mean, moving in with his family, you would maybe have some built-in babysitters. Pro. Con. You brought a screaming baby into the house. His dad could hate you more. I mean, that's a tough one, but... Go with your gut feeling. Go with your gut. And if you, like, again, anything can happen. Something can happen walking down the street, driving to the grocery store. So your boyfriend being worried, like, that is very nice. I appreciate him looking out for you, but... I would not be moving in. (laughs) No way. Okay. So keep us in the loop. Yes. Moving on to the next one. Okay. Number three. Three. Hi, Morgan. Trace. German. (laughs) Oh, German? Fi. Oh, wait. Gemmel, Hebrew. Oh, okay. (laughs) What? We're playing with multiple languages. Yes. Okay. Oh, you fact-checked his German? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You better get ready for number four. Okay. Think All about right. it. Well, this is number three. Okay. Hi, Morgan, Jerry, and Justin. I have an internal dilemma that I could really use an outside opinion on. Basically, I, female, 21, and my boyfriend, male, 21, have been together for almost three years. And even though we have our ups and downs, he is the love of my life. About two weeks ago, he quit his job. We work in the same field, but different places of business. My job currently needs someone in the department he works in. And even though I was hesitant, I told him to apply. Now, he is supposed to have an interview with my boss tomorrow. I have never worked with my significant other, and I'm really nervous about the whole thing. I've been trying to be a supportive girlfriend. I've even talked him up to my boss. I don't want to hold him back from a great opportunity, regardless of how I feel. I guess what I'm getting at is, should I feel so anxious and scared to work with my BF, or am I just overanalyzing and causing myself stress? Ideal outcome. Even if we end up working together, or not, that nothing changes for us in our relationship. Additional info, uh, my boyfriend and I met in school while we were training for our field. Well, my feeling is is that um, this could be a wonderful experience, and it could be hell. (laughs) So here's the way. I mean, obviously, in your field, you have your specialty in what you're doing, and he is being hired to do something in your department is that what it is yeah basically it's she said um we work in the same field but different places of business so it's the Mm -hmm. same field but it's like they need someone in the department he works in Mm -hmm. at her at her so So at least different departments yeah so i mean he's gonna he's gonna be in his own little world over there doing his job and you're gonna be in your world doing your job and and i have to tell you Think about the people that actually met on the job where they respected each other and they loved working together and they 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 flourished. So it it can't it's not always negative. This is about security. How secure you are with with what you know, how secure what he knows and how you guys certainly don't, you know, try to um disrespect each other within what your work is. That's really where it is. Um, you might even have a lot of fun with this. Um, there's benefits and there's cons. Um, it's, it's on the maturity of the couple and how they deal with it. So if you guys can respect each other's space and, and, and find those, you know, those governing guidelines before you, before he shows up for his first day and say, what's going to be acceptable about, you know, talking about our work, because also you want to be able to have your, you, you know, your romance side. I mean, Morgan and Justin, you guys work together. He's got, yeah. I mean, he certainly has his own gig, but you have your gig, but you guys also work together as well. Yeah. And has it been bad? No. 
I mean, sometimes you you might no. have. <laughs> I really wanted to give the people a fair answer, so I thought. You know, I, I mean, know it's been I, good. I mean, I work with my daughter right now, and let me tell you, sometimes I may have an idea, and the first time when I'd have ideas, that I got kiboshed. But I realized. <laughs> well, some of your ideas just aren't very good. Of course, they're, they're horrible <laughs> ideas. I mean, I only know something. I don't know everything. But and, we listen. And, yeah, but, most days. You know, the the thing is, is that you know. Now, I think she's more secure with what she's doing. And she, you know, actually lets me speak. It's nice. Okay, I'm not that bad. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of I'm fun. I'm just on type the com- A. We're going to have a lot of fun on the comments. No. So it, look, it, it could be a beautiful thing and it could be a, a mess. It just depends on your maturities, how you guys can get along and defining the rules together about how we're going to deal with working together and, and our romantic side. So uh, hopefully you have a great time and it's going to, you'll grow one way or the other. So if it's really meant to, uh, if, if it might push the level, if there's going to be a problem, it might exacerbate it, make it quicker, accelerate the problem. And you'll know quick that you don't belong together. Otherwise it could be come the best, the best thing in the world. Yeah. So I say, go for it. Go for it and enjoy. Yeah. What's I, your thoughts? Well, I think as long as you just like establish good boundaries going in, like obviously like you want him to get the job. You want him to succeed. So I, I do like, I I see why you're tussling with yourself because it's kind of like I look, live by the motto, like don't shit where you eat. So I do see the dilemma here. But um, I think as long as you set solid boundaries going into it, like, hey, please don't talk about me and what we're doing outside of work with coworkers, like I try to keep things private or whatever boundaries you want for yourself. I think, you know, set those and have a, a conversation ahead of time. But I think it'll be good. Like I've worked at a couple different jobs now where people were dating, engaged or already married. And like one of the ones they were engaged and I didn't even know for like three weeks of being there. And then they sat together at lunch one day and I was like, Oh, and then they were like, yeah, so for the wedding, I actually just called um, blah, blah, blah for catering. And I was like, I go, oh, they're engaged. Wow, okay. I'm either very slow or they're just very professional. So I think there's so many different ways you can make it. But I think, I think like you said, it could be really mm-hmm. fun. Like, I think it'd be fun if like we worked at the same like actual office together and like, oh, do you want to go get lunch with me today? Like, it could be so fun. I think there's... There's ups and downs, pros and cons to the whole thing, because I think there is something to separation and is something to having your own space and your own life, such as your own career that isn't intermixed in the sense that you can come home and be super excited about this promotion. I think there's a lot of dynamics where, yes, there's a lot of positives that can be really cool. But there's also a lot of things, which I think is why she's scared, such as, oh, you got promoted and I didn't or there's a job opening and we're both contenders. Oh, we have to work together on this project, but we kind of like part of it kind of pins us against each other in a weird way where we have to like awkwardly (laughs) kind of put someone in their place, even though they're my boyfriend, husband, whatever. What I was going to say is like, I respect this girl because she's putting these fears aside to say, Hey, there's a really amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I believe in this I believe in this partnership so strongly that I'm willing to risk all of these potential, like, cause when you, when I was initially reading it, honestly, I was like, wow, there's a lot of cons to this, yeah. but at the same time, she's putting those aside and saying, no, I think this could be great for you. I think this could be great for us. Mm-hmm. I'm putting myself aside, my fears aside and, and like setting this up for you and pushing you for the, into this, not pushing you into this, but like, She's talking you up to the boss. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She's, she's got it in the bag for him. So I don't think you're overanalyzing. Mm-hmm. I think your stress is natural. And I think it's necessary because it means you care about this job and about this relationship. Yeah. Yes, there are a lot of scary aspects to this. But I mean, as you guys said, it, it's case by case. So it, it's very successful I- for some and may not be for others. I know, 40, yeah. I know 44 or 45 years ago, my brother went to work at a law firm. And he just got out of law school at that time. And there was a woman that was working there that was in charge of their paralegal department. And she was a little, you know, senior his age, but you know, they caught eyes 
And uh, before you know it, nobody in the place knew, but they were dating. They were doing their thing. And it's 45 years later, they have two children on their own. They have three grandchildren together, and they've been together and have had a beautiful life together. And they've both been in the legal profession. They both respect each other for what their knowledge is, and it worked out just fine. Yeah. And he found, he found his person, and I love the fact that uh, they both found their person, and they're together. And they, they have a wonderful life together. They really built a beautiful, beautiful life. Yeah. So I think what I really appreciate that story. Thank you, Scotty and Mickey. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think what you said though is so true about like all of the fears. Like all of these fears are very valid. Like you could easily get him a job there and it could be a complete disaster. But I think like the best thing for right now, like obviously you've recommended him it's it's too late you, you the the cart is already going down the hill yeah so i think the best thing right now would literally be like write down all your fears write down everything you're scared about and just sit down and have a conversation with him because i mean you guys are they're engaged right yeah yeah and- like they're planning a life together they're they're very engaged no just dating okay so they're dating like they're very you should be comfortable enough with your partner mm-hmm. to at least just say, hey, you know, I'm nervous about these things. Can we talk about this? Like, you know, when you get the job, blah, 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 blah. Let's set some boundaries, this and that. Like, mm-hmm. that's a very easy conversation to have. And just be open and honest and set good boundaries and you'll be you'll Well, be and if good. you look at it as a team, like if you frame your reference, which it has to be from both of you, mm-hmm. but yeah. look through the lens of being a team and this becomes a lot less pressure, a lot less scary. Like we're doing it for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's for both of us to succeed at work yeah. and not create a hostile work environment or get sick of each <laughs> well, other. Well, let me ask you this question. Should they should they also deal with the contingency in, in their conversation? What happens if we don't work out? Are we going to be responsible and respect each other's place? Yeah, absolutely. I so, mean, it's like dating within a friend group. That's what I kind yeah. of compare it to is, that you have a lot of these people debating, oh, like I love, I'm in love with this person, but I can't tell them because I'm scared of wrecking the whole friend group. Or, you know, if one of us, if we break up, then the whole dynamic is it's messed up. So you're bringing that into, it's kind of the same thing, but oh, just in a, a, in a work setting. It is. Yeah, for sure. I'd say just, you know, continue to have the start with mutual respect for one another and proud of each other for your accomplishments there. And I think you'll be fine. I agree. Let's go to the next one. Okay. I got to take a deep breath, a couple of them, because this is probably one of the longest reads we've ever had on the show. Wow. Okay. So don't get bored. Don't fall asleep. I'm not. Number quattro. Number four. Really? What's German? Fear. Number four. Fear. Fear. Good job. I already said quattro, bitch. That oh, was by mine. the way, and and number and four. Justin said four. <laughs> okay. Justin's got English. I got Spanish. You got German and Hebrew. I, I got the two of you. Are we ready? Are we settled? Yeah. We're calming down. Yeah. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. Why am I always third? <laughs> <laughs> I have a very interesting family dynamic going on. For some context, that might help is that there are six kids in my family. Male, 29. Male, 27. Female, 23. That's me. Female, 20. Male, 19. Female, 14. Six kids. Three are male. Three are female. Arranged from what? 14 to 29. My two older brothers have both been... My two older brothers have both been divorced and now remarried. Each time, they did not pick good partners. One wife cheated, and the other wife only wanted a wedding and dipped after a year. They both are much happier now, I guess. My second oldest brother, let's call him Daniel, is living in another state and really does seem happy in his marriage. My oldest brother, Ryan, has married a 28, maybe, late 20s, uh, it's 28 question mark, female who has tore our family apart. Let's call her Brenda. There are lots of long stories on how she has done this, but the most recent occurrence happened this past week. Brenda the Basher. Yes. Daniel sent a group chat message to the family stating his feelings on how Ryan's wedding date 
is the exact same date as his wedding anniversary. This was a crazy coincidence since Ryan and Brenda were already married, but they are having their ceremony later this year. It was established in the chat by Brenda that she had no idea what he was talking about and how the date was picked over a year ago and how he should grow up. I should also note that during Daniel and Ryan's first engagement slash weddings, Daniel got engaged first and Ryan followed right behind, stole the spotlight and did everything around the same time. So Daniel saw this as purposeful, even if it most likely wasn't. Ryan sent a long text following saying how everything stated was absurd and that no one knew what date they were even married and he needed to take his conspiracy BS somewhere. Brenda told Daniel and his wife to, quote, fuck off and that they were both delusional, just defensive and just mean right out of the gate. My youngest sibling, who was 14, saw all this and cried to my mom after she woke up that morning. I had chimed in saying how everyone needs to take a breath before typing anything out because everyone just gets so defensive right off the bat and that everyone needs to stop attacking each other. Brenda said that Daniel did the attacking and they should be addressed instead. My mom brought up how the engagements before had lined up and how Daniel was upset by it and that this is probably just a shock to find out it is happening again. But she also made sure to note that Brenda's original response was great minus the grow up part. Daniel thanked us for the kinder words spoken and that it was just a coincidence and we all moved on except for Brenda. She posted receipts of the dates the ceremony was reserved for and no one responded. She texted my mother separately telling her how she is enabling such behavior and should have stood up for her and Ryan. She has done this in the past of texting my mom and even and even me saying how my parents enable shitty behavior. I will also note she just became a mother, so don't text my mom on how to be one. I wanted to text her so bad and go off on her to stop texting my mom and bringing her down, especially because my mom just got out of the hospital after basically getting close to dying. Her hemoglobin dropped to a little above five. That's very bad. And she had several blood clots. She doesn't need any added stress. Daniel should have sent Brenda and Ryan this message separately, but he didn't, and here we are. I just wish Brenda would stop being such an emotional abuser and making everyone's feelings and emotions invalid. She once told me she didn't care about my random boyfriend of six months when I mentioned how he almost died during a separate argument when she blocked me and everyone else from all social media. This is a whole other thing. I don't think there's anything I can do except not speak to her, but my parents still want to see their grandson, but there is no relationship outside of that. I did just find out, though, that the baby is a lot less fussy when dropped off by Brenda and Ryan at my parents' house. Really shows maybe she needs someone texting her how to be a better parent. Anyway, I guess my ideal outcome is that she becomes a better person, which likely won't happen. I just wish she'd treat my mom better than she is and that my mom would find peace. I accidentally put this in the other part, but I guess just for my family to be able to move on and just forget about her, but she's technically family and there is a baby involved and my brother's clearly brainwashed. Okay, well, I see this, look, it is a long read and all I got as we're going through this and no disrespect to the writer in is this is just a lot of family drama. Drama, 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 drama. And when you get into this family drama, there really is, there's no winning because the person that's causing the drama is in their mind is just right. And there's no pleasing this individual. To protect the, the family dynamic, you just have to understand you're dealing with somebody that is in their own mind, and that's where they are. They're in their own mind. So you you can't react to this stuff. You just have to remove yourself from all this reaction. Your fact that your mom is hemoglobin is at five, that's lethal. You die from that. I mean, it, you I mean, I'm I'm sure she's been transfused since then, but she's a sick woman. And she's got a lot of things that she's dealing with with all this blood stuff. You guys got to get rid of this drama because it. You one thing that you were right about is it's going to pull on her. 
and, and, and her emotion and she's feeling all this stuff and she's just got to worry about right now, just having, you know, harmony for, to make things even better. So it would be nice if Brenda would pull her head out of her ass and just say, look, you know, I got issues, you know, with, 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 with these different people, but I'm going to grow up and look beyond all this stuff because it's all meaningless. You guys have the same date that you got married. One already has the dates or anniversary. You're going to get married on this date. Great. Congratulations. If she had 365 children or 366 kids, someone's wedding date's going to overlap. <laughs> so get over it. It's not the end of the world. I mean, it. people sometimes have people in the family that three kids seven years apart have the same birth date. I think it was the fact, though, that it felt intentional. Like this brother, the two older brothers have both already been married and divorced already. Mm -hmm. And so the first time around, the one who's now with Brenda creating all the issues, stole the thunder, made it all about him, blah, 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 blah. So I think that the, that was included to the point where, again, it feels very pointed and intentional. And I'm going to be honest, if I found out that my brother... Like, oh, oh, you didn't know. Honest mistake. I would be changing the day. I wouldn't mm -hmm. want the same wedding anniversary as my brother. You're not married yet. They already are. It's just, it's again, kind of like what you said. Brenda is so fucking all about Brenda that she's like, whatever, it's a coincidence. But I do see where everyone else is annoyed because it does feel very intentional and just... If it's if it's random and they can change the date easily, great, change the date, so you don't have to be be a part of the poison person. But in in the event that you can't, go have your wedding. It that's your life. Pick your day, do your thing. No, Brenda's the one that still has to get married. So Brenda's the one that could change the date. No fucking way that's happening. It's not going to happen. Brenda's she, a crazy bitch. She's she's definitely doing shit to fuck with you guys. So my answer is just be, put yourself above all of it. Don't let it affect you. And maybe she'll do something. If she sees it's affecting you, she's succeeding. If she sees that it doesn't affect you at all, she may just do something on her own. But don't, you, you can't keep feeding the beast. No, I would go very, 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 very low contact. Maybe even no contact. Like, honestly, it sounds like, you know, your mom wants to maintain the relationship so she can know her grandson, her grandchild. But for you, like, Brenda does nothing for you. I would cut Brenda out. And I think that goes for the rest of your, your family. Like, it is okay to cut toxic people out of your life, even if they're family. And I don't think she adds anything for your life. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's the reality here. You're... You're, you know, you're writing in about Brenda being just this crazy person. And all you can do at this point is remove yourself. Don't give her ownership. No. And I think that like, it's kind of um, a conversation you have with everyone that's in this group chat, you know, as well. And say, you guys, like, we'll maintain the group chat if anyone wants to post in there for family events and things like that. But honestly, like, we need to all gray rock Brenda. Like, don't mm -hmm. give Brenda any satisfaction of a heated response and like tune her out, tune her out. It's time. Don't give her anything. I, and, and, and I'm a little different than you. I wouldn't, I, I'd let each individual family have their own relationship and I wouldn't be influencing them to cut her out. I would just not buy into any of her shit and don't react to any of her shit. Yeah. But I think that's a conversation you could have and say to someone, you know what? Like, Here's what I'm going to do going forward with Brenda. You can do that. And I just want to keep you on the loop because I think you you all might benefit from some of these tactics. But like, to be honest, going forward, like I'm going to engage with Brenda the least amount possible. And I think if she responds and says something in the group chat that triggers you, do your best to ignore it because we can't let Brenda win anymore. That's right. Just don't, the, the simple answer is- They obviously are going to do what they want to do, but- mm -hmm. Look- don't give her the power. Don't give her your power. If anybody else wants to give them their power, that's that. Hey, bless their hearts on for them, but remove yourself from giving the person the power. Yeah. That, that's all I can say. I mean, I haven't seen one of my uncles in how long have we been dating? Four years. It'll be December, right? So I haven't seen him since that Christmas that blew up. Mm -hmm. I have not seen him in four years. Like, you can cut family out. 
Yeah. <sighs> you don't have to it. give it. You don't have to give anyone the power. It's not worth it. And like for someone, it's Brenda's not going to change. And so for Brenda to mature, I think you even recognize you said like it's not going to happen. So you just need to, if you want to maintain the relationship with your brother, be as cordial as you can be, but don't engage. Yeah, and she's on to it because she says, I don't think there's anything I can do except for not speak to her. Yeah. But my parents still want to see their grandson. And let them have their own That's their own own gig. Yeah. and Let them do with it. I think a family group chat is dangerous. Recipe for disaster. That is dangerous. Like, sure, it seems like a good idea. They got a a big family too. Right. And when you have someone like this kind of jump in, it's time to shut her down. All right. I'm not not giving Brenda any more power here. Let's move on to the next one. (laughs) It's not by Felicia anymore. It's by Brenda. Yeah. I just, the family, I think family drama can be some of the most intense because of the fact that you're tied and it's like, yeah. Oh, you can't just walk away from it. Like it's a bad group of friends, No, but you can cut them. Yes, I agree. But I think the the drama is more intense because people say, what are you going to do? I'm your blah, blah, blah. We're related. It's like, yeah, it's harder to completely remove yourself from them as it would be other like friends and such. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think with Jerry saying just, don't give her the power. Yep. And try to find ways to just limit that drama, which when, is when her. You, when you're in family, if you're at family get togethers, don't give her the power. Walk away. Don't let her affect you. You you gotta almost be like you're wearing a Brenda repellent. And I don't mean <laughs> to be really to say you're rude to her. Don't kill it, her with kindness. It literally is give her zero. Mm-hmm. Not plus, not minus zero. And when, when you give that to somebody, they get it quickly that there's an issue and don't get mad. Don't let her trigger you. Don't raise your voice. Don't make faces. It really is the ultimate insect repellent. And she's an insect. She really is. Brenda the insect. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think for a lot of, you know, obviously for us, we're very black and white right now. We're like, fuck Brenda, mm-hmm. don't engage, cut her off. Mm-hmm. But I do recognize where there are a lot of pros and cons here. I want to have a relationship with my nephew. I want to make sure my mom's health isn't jeopardized. So there's a lot of cons to not involving yourself. And there's also a lot of pros. Better for your mental health. Better for everyone's health and mental well-being. I mean, this isn't black and white. And I think we recognize that. And I I would say a lot of people have family drama and family dynamic issues. And there's a Brenda in every family. Like it's, it's, you can't escape the Brenda's. I would, and I would not declare war on Brenda. No, and no one, we're not. Don't declare war on Brenda. Just literally don't buy into it. Yeah. Repel. Just again, she's got to be transparent to you because Definitely of 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 the of her of her children and your family connection because let me tell you they start when, when this war goes on the kids pick up what the parents have to say and Brenda will have power over mm-hmm. the family through that kid and it's the last thing you want also so you really must remain transparent. Okay, let's go to the next one. Cinco. Okay, last one. Okay, Cinco. number five. De Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Remember our thing, Jerry? That's German? No. That's What's sing, German? A single I fear fumf. Remember the new thing, Jerry? Number five. Number five. Fumf. What's uh Hebrew? Hey. Hey, like a horse? Hey. Hey, what's up? Okay. I think so. I could be wrong on that one too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hi. I would like to just start off by saying I love the pod. Hey. Now for my issue. I, 19 female, work part-time in an office for one of the top Fortune 100 companies at an entry-level position. I only mention this because their hiring practices are unique and they prefer a candidate with the ideal mindset over one with experience. I had been hired straight out of high school. With the lack of experience at the start, I've dealt with major imposter syndrome. Currently, I'm coming up on my one year with the company and I've been performing well. I got recognized as the employee of the quarter last month and recently got recognition from the regional manager. While I am thankful, 
I have been faced with some rude comments from coworkers suggesting I am undeserving. I am belittled for my age and get told that I lack life experience and have been told I have only received recognition since I may be a manager's favorite. This has taken a toll on me as I have worked hard to continuously learn and improve. I run new initiatives for the office as well as help with monthly training. I've made it a f- I've made it a fact to make sure my age did not affect my work. Should I start a conversation with the coworker who makes these comments? If so, how do I start a productive conversation? Any recommendations on how to not let these comments affect me? I know I am very lucky to have this job and I am very thankful for my position. You know, it's it's amazing when somebody who is young uh, jumps in and really does well because they get it. And you're probably the favorite in your manager's uh, eyes because you're doing exactly what they hired you to do. And that's be proficient at your job, growing, bringing new ideas, exactly why they hired you. Um, They saw something in you. And the fact that your coworkers are insecure and jealous, don't buy into it. You can always say, if you want, if you have something constructive to share with me, I'd like to hear it. You must hold yourself to a higher caliber uh, in the way that you communicate. You cannot resort to getting into pissy matches. That's only going to bring down everything that you've built up to be you know, the apple of your manager's eye. So if anyone is being negative to you, you're again, you're going to have to ignore it. Uh, don't lower yourself to their level. Just perform and do the job that you're there to do. And that's probably the best thing that anyone can tell you. Getting in pissy matches with people does, you know, to say, I'm better than you or I'm doing this and why are you such a bitch? And it it brings, it's no way to, it, that's not true communication. That's just getting, bringing yourself to their level and buying into their quicksand. It's pulling you in and it's going to destroy you. So you got to stay at, you got to stay out of those sand traps. And just, again, keep your focus, do what you do. And um, if they if they have a criticism, you can say, if you have a valid criticism, I'm glad to listen to it and consider your thoughts and I'll let you, we'll see what happens. That's all you need to say. You don't have to get in the pissy match. And then you can decide yourself if what they have to say is really valid or not valid. You got. I see Morgan's percolating. Well... I don't think it needs to be a pissing match just to have a conversation with someone and say, like, hey, Susan, like, do you mind if we have a conversation? And I'm the least confrontational person, like, in work especially. Like, I have a really hard time, like, confronting people in situations like this and speaking my mind. So I recognize how hard it might be to take that step. But I think you could say, you know, hey, Susan, do you have a minute? Could we, could we talk quick and, and just say to her, you know, I, I keep hearing your comments and I'm just wondering like where they're coming from. It's, it's something that's really been bothering me because I feel like it's, you know, not necessarily true. And I, I feel like I do work hard. And so I'm just wondering if we could have a conversation about those comments that you make, because I don't, you know, I don't feel that it's, it's very respectful to me. And I, I don't think it needs to become a pissing match. It, it really has nothing to do with her and her work. It's strictly about the comments because I don't think our writers necessarily, our writer doesn't deserve those comments. And so despite doing such amazing work and continuing to prove herself again and again and again in this workplace, you know, hearing those comments can be so draining and just so discouraging. And imposter syndrome is so real and something I still deal with when it comes to the podcast and especially dealt with with OT. Um, I feel like there's always more to learn and you're never, I don't, I don't know how to become super confident and not have somewhat of imposter syndrome. So I, I don't have advice there, but I think it's, it's very unfair that she still would be subjected to that going forward. Mm-hmm. I think this girl's badass because she Such says most of my coworkers are in their 30 to 40 age range. I also go to school full time, which is my main priority. Um, and I think the real key here, ideally, I, 
I get some tips on how to not let these comments diminish my attitude for work. When I receive these comments, I often lose my excitement for coming into the office. And I'm reminded of the the story of the vet from the unqualified episode where you find these people that are so good at what they do that other people come and try and take them down and mm-hmm. they start to lose that passion, which is so sad yeah. because these people are probably the best at these roles. All these old ass 30 to 40 year old makes me feel old. Uh, <laughs> people like, are like, jealous. Yeah. But from her perspective yeah. are now super jealous because they're like, oh, well, I'm feeling is. inadequate because this girl is coming in and kicking my ass mm-hmm. And she's 19. Right. And so they resort to the low, the low, the low bar of going, Don't. you lack life experience, which has no, it doesn't have any, life experience doesn't matter. If you're crushing your job, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's irrelevant. So I can relate to this story, truly. And I'm going to say more to him, Don't give them the power. That that's So no conversation at all? Well, she can certainly say- ignored? If, no, if, she, if, if the woman comes to her and says something, you can say, you know something, I'd love to hear your constructive criticism. And if you have something you'd like to share, share it with me and I'll take it under, under advisement and I'll, and, and I'll see which way, where I go with it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go beggar to, to do anything to let, to, to give her any power that way. The only way you're going to give her the respect is you're saying, I acknowledge the fact that you have something to say and I'd like to hear it. That's a professional, that's a professional way of stating it. When I got it, when I was in high school. That is a, can you just repeat that one more time? I'm sorry. I said, you said it so well that I just like really want to cement it in my own brain. I said that is when, when you go to somebody and you say, I, I hear that you're making, you, you have suggestions for me. I would like to hear those suggestions so I can properly process it. And then I'll see how I can, how it applies to me and how I'll, I'll implement it in my life. Yeah. That is a professional way of handling the situation. Absolutely. And then when they have no suggestions, it's then the, you're, you're clearly you're being an insecure asshole, right? But but yeah. all, all you need to do is just hold yourself, rise above it, and hold yourself higher to say, you know, I'd like to hear your your thoughts, and then I'm going to consider consider you know what you have to say. That gives them a wave that looks they, they can't deal with it. No, it's a Jedi mind trick. It's a Jedi. It's literally a Jedi mind trick. So that works. When I was 17. And I would, I mean, I started working sweeping floors at a company at 13. My dad would, you know, got me to work for one of his friends. And at 17, they got so busy. They said, can you go travel for us? Can you take possession of a plant, of a factory up in Northern California? And I said, sure. So I went up to Northern California. I was 17 years old and I couldn't even rent a car. I had to drive my car back and forth because I couldn't rent a car. I was too young. (laughs) And I, I I walked into this factory and took the keys, took possession, and they didn't know what they just thought I was the boss's son. And I said, "No, I'm not the boss's son. I mean, I've been working. As, you know, I started working them as a kid. Well, everyone else in the business that had my job level was forty and fifty and sixty years old. And let me tell you, I went through this. And they were, and one guy who was my direct superior was very insecure where I was coming. And let me tell you, he was, he bashed the shit out of me consistently. Everybody else in my level, you know, some of the other guys that were mature and had, you know, had sense, loved the fact that I would go to work and what I did because it made their life easier. And they were proud and they were pleased at what I did. But this one guy was my problem. And he bashed me about, about the third year and we worked hugely on bonuses and he, he bashed me to get against my bonus. And I said, I need to go talk to, to, to the, you know, to the owner of the company. And I did. And I said, you know, I have an issue with this guy. And he said, Max gave you a bad report. And I said, well, I I find that everything, here's what I did. And here's what the numbers are. And, you know, my performance was amazing. And everyone else is certainly was very supportive. And I said, I'm not after Max's job. And that's what he's worried about. I'm after your job. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking at growing in this company and have you groom me that I can really grow in this company to one day be able to sit in this chair with years from now. He was 63 years old or 65 years old that day when I, when I saw him. Mm-hmm. He said, honestly, when I die, this company is gone. And he did die a year later. Wow. Or actually, he was 68, he died at 67. And that was in the day that he died, the company closed down. 
And it was sad because it was such an amazing opportunity to grow into. Mm-hmm. It could have been a lot more. It mm-hmm. could have been. It could have been a wonderful. Yeah. Experience. So I was going there to work to be groomed. I wasn't going there for the money, even though I was doing. I was successful at what I was doing for them. I wanted to be groomed, and I didn't care about Max. So what happened with your bonus? I I never got the bonus that year. Fuck Max. Damn. I didn't get the bonus, but you know what it did to me? It took my spirit away from the company. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. When I got when I, when, I, when, when, when I went and I had that conversation with him, and he said, "There's nothing to." to he blew all my dreams, and I was yeah. just I. The fact that when he was that when he died, I mean, I certainly my my father and I started a new business together after that, and we did our own thing. But it was sad because I knew that I, there was so much grooming that I, and things I could have learned from him. That it was, it was sad. Yeah, which. It like that and it taking your passion and your motivation and your enjoyment for the mm-hmm. work, it took that away from you. Mm-hmm. That is literally what our writer said yep. about the coworkers comments. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so unjust and so unfair. And it truly is coming from a place of their own insecurity, mm-hmm. their own jealousy. And as hard as it is like to not let it get to mm-hmm. you, you really can't because they are like, you can't give them the ownership. You can't. And it is truly coming from their own area of weakness and insecurity. And you're killing it. Like to be employee of the quarter and a manager's favorite, like they see the potential. Like they probably look at you like a little prodigy. Yeah. So you're, you're just your soak manager, it all in. Her manager see there, there, there are there are great employers. There are great managers. And the employer that owns that business or runs that business or, or whoever's the next level up so it has, has hired great management that they are able to look and look into other people and see that they're going to make a great, a great employee. And these other people you can't let them get in your way. Just mm-hmm. do your thing and make the person that hired you as that manager as, as proud as they can be because they stake their reputation on you as well. And that's the one that you really have to yeah. do this Co-workers for you, do this for you and do this for the person that saw something within you and make them, make them shine to show that they were right with you. Absolutely. And like full-time student at the same mm-hmm. time, seriously, badass, like yep. don't give these crazy coworkers another thought. Don't give them ownership. Try to use it as fuel, honestly. Like yeah. every comment, just let it motivate you. You're about to crush. But definitely, yeah. but you can definitely, if they get in your face, you can definitely Jedi mind trick them. And you certainly should not ever engage in battle. No. Uh, I will tell you this, when you entangle a battle of wits with a fool in one, what have you won? Nothing. You want a battle. Right. You want a battle. You want a battle with a fool. Yeah. Yeah, and I will just say, like, if it does escalate further, you can always turn to HR. Like, some would consider this harassment, um, especially if it does escalate further. You know, mm-hmm. you can make notes of it with HR. So um, you have options, but don't at this point in time, don't let it get to you. But know your options if it does escalate. Stay professional. Yeah. Absolutely. Rise yourself to the highest level of professionalism. Yep. That's what I think. All right. That was it for us on on this. And we have a Patreon after this. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's Father Knows Something. And I hope that I knew something. (laughs) Maybe. I have Daughter Knows Everything. (laughs) No, I don't know everything. I I just know something too. You know something too? Yeah, but more I, than you. I would say no, though, too. Right, just more than me. I'm totally kidding. I don't. You, def- you definitely know more than me. Justin. Well, and I like I like the amazing community we have going, and I would love for the YouTube comments to continue. And there's been so much help and so much we've missed through that we found in the comments. And I think so even much. if you're listening on audio, if you have some advice to share, you can help some of these people jump over to the YouTube, drop in a couple comments. And, you know, I think it's, it's really cool. The people we've been able to help and just the notes we get from other people saying of how much we've helped them and how much just this entire community has helped. So I think it's beautiful and we got to keep that going. Absolutely. And everything is super easy 
to get to. Like if you're listening to this on the audio side, there's a link for the YouTube right there in the show notes. Uh, If you are on our Instagram, Justin has a great link tree that has every link you could possibly need. So um, be sure that you are subscribed. You have your notification bell turned on and follow us on Instagram because we are going to be coming up with some um, cool stuff shortly, maybe some merch, doing some giveaways. So be sure you're following along for everything. On that note, goodbye. And we'll see you at Patreon. Bye. Bye. Bye.